This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America First perspective. Well, just 30 years ago, the Soviet Union had collapsed, and socialism seemed utterly discredited and relegated to the ash heap of history. And rightly so, the Soviet Union was an economic basket case and an oppressive regime that denied basic freedoms to its citizens trapped behind the Iron Curtain. Sadly, though, people who fail to learn their history are doomed to repeat it, and socialism has come roaring back with a vengeance. Now a generation who didn't live through the misery that socialism inflicted on Russia and Eastern Europe are embracing Marx's failed ideology right here in America, seemingly oblivious to the prosperity and freedoms that America's free markets have showered upon them. To discuss this, we're joined now by Ian Murray, a senior fellow at the Competitive Enterprise Institute and author of the new book, The Socialist Temptation, available now on Amazon, and you can get it directly from Ian at socialisttemptation.com. Ian, thanks for joining us. It's great to be with you today. You know, we've had communists in this country uh, going all the way back to the uh, to the Russian Revolution in the early part of the 20th century, but never have we had a whole generation so ignorant of its reality. How did we get to this point where we've got protesters in the streets waving uh, hammer and sickle flags? Well, one of the problems with socialism, Jim, is that it always seems to start with a blank slate every new generation. There's an identifiable phenomenon that, that, that goes on here, which is that a socialist state gets set up and everybody says, this is it, this is socialism, this is real socialism. We have the, uh, the, the, the new dawn, the utopia, the international brother of man is here at last, and everybody uh, uh, is, it, it, it cheers uh, at, at the creation of this new state. Then the, the internal contradictions of socialism that I talk about in The Socialist Temptation, they start to, to, to hurt. And so the wheels start to come off the economy, at which point they turn around and say, well, no, this can't be the fault of socialism because socialism is perfect. So therefore, it must be the fault of uh, for, uh, foreign agents or saboteurs or wreckers or the CIA. That's actually where we are with Venezuela at the moment. Uh, socialists say that what's wrong with, uh, with Venezuela is all caused by the CIA. And then finally, you get to the stage where everything's gone to heck in a handbasket. The, uh, the, the, the uh, economy is completely collapsed. Many, many thousands may have died as a result of, uh, of, of, of this collapse. And they turn around and they say, that wasn't real socialism. Real socialism has never been tried. So those of us who remember the Soviet Union, we can, we can talk about this till we're blue in the face, but the socialists will, will just deny and say, no, no, that wasn't real socialism. And unfortunately, that, uh, they tend to be believed rather than those of us uh, with our lying eyes. 
Well, Senator Sanders and the Bernie bros would tell you that's not the socialism he's talking about. He's talking about the socialism of uh, Finland and the Scandinavian countries. Uh, Is that uh, a legitimate argument? Well, it's very interesting that if you actually uh, if, if if you look at what uh, the economies of uh, of Sweden, in particular, and the, uh, and the and the other Scandinavian countries are like, you you re- and and their history, you realise that, that uh, these used to be fully socialist countries, but they uh, they rejected socialism. They realised that uh, the bit of socialism they liked was the large welfare state, but they couldn't pay for that with the depressed economy. Of, uh, of, 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 a, of, of, a, of a socialist economy. So in the 1970s, most of these countries actually rejected uh, the sort of micromanaging bureaucratic control uh, and public ownership that Bernie is talking about for the rest of the economy. They rejected that and replaced it with uh, a much more deregulated, privatized, free market economy uh, in order to provide uh, the the tax base to pay for their welfare state. They're they're so obviously we, just uh, actually uh, capitalist nations with uh, generous welfare benefits. That's exactly it. And uh, if, and if you uh, said to a Swede, uh, would you like to introduce uh, the, the, these uh, these reforms that Bernie is talking about? Uh, they would almost certainly say, absolutely not. Uh, we like, for instance, our school choice. The teachers' unions like the school choice, uh, but you want to you want to ban school choice? No thanks, they'd say. Well, this socialist temptation is uh, suddenly uh, overwhelmingly powerful among young people, especially educated young people. And I wonder if uh, if this indoctrination that goes on in our universities happened um, organically by accident, or if there was a, a plan behind a, a long march through our universities well yes i think uh, i think that's very much the case in, in the in the socialist temptation i i do talk about the, uh, the the long march through the institutions there is you know this this idea that uh, in, in in order to secure uh, a socialist future you have to take over uh, the institutions of the of the liberal capitalist economy uh, and obviously, the academic institutions are uh, you know, the, the, the first choice. Uh, give me give them give me them when they're young, as uh, as uh, every indoctrinaire type has always said throughout history. It's got to the stage now where the second most prescribed text in all of uh, all of college syllabuses across uh, the United States is actually Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto. And it's not being prescribed in economics classes because the economists actually still know how, <laughs> that it's, it's junk economics. Discredited. But it's being prescri- it's prescribed in history, it's being, described in, uh, being prescribed in English classes, being uh, prescribed in sociology and anthropology, uh, and in any class that has the name studies after it. Uh, the Communist Manifesto is being forced down our children's throats. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that. I got out of the Navy... 1983 and went to Georgia State University, took a world history class and was assigned the Communist Manifesto as a midterm essay. Uh, being a good American and a believer in the free markets, I, I wrote sort of a repudiation of uh, Marx's uh, screed. And uh, when I turned it in, I got it back uh, with a marked in bold red pen, stop screaming at me and, uh, and got an F for the paper, I looked into you know who, in fact, this professor was, and learned that he had his doctorate in Russian studies. 
Unfortunately, the, 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 this, this is the case now. Uh, as, as I describe in the chapter about the, the, the long march of the institutions, uh, the, 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 uh, there has been an, an attempt to place, uh, place these, uh, uh, these doctrinaire Marxists, not just in teaching positions, but in, increasingly in, in administrative and bureaucratic positions, uh, whereby they can then control uh, what, what personnel uh, the university hires. And the result of that has been a, a, a precipitous decline in the number of professors who de uh, describe themselves as conservative or even moderate, and a vast increase in those uh, who re uh, regard themselves as uh, very left-wing as opposed to uh, moderately left-wing. Uh, this, is, this is no accident. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, there's a story in the news today out of Murray State University in Ohio where a uh, economics professor there is trying to uh, teach a, a course that uh, refutes the Communist Manifesto. He's being denied uh, by the rest of the, the faculty, and they're, they're saying that um, you know his, his, uh, his right to teach uh, free markets is uh, is not allowed at Murray State University. So you just wonder how deeply the Frankfurt School has infected these universities and how we can possibly turn that around. You raise a very good point there when, when you talk about the, he has no right to teach. Um, in the social the, the temptation, I talk about how um, the, the word right is being redefined, and especially when it comes to free speech and free inquiry. Um, to, to, uh, to a socialist, there is no right uh, to free speech unless it uh, addresses some sort of power imbalance, uh, some sort of racial or class power imbalance. Uh, so, so you have the right to protest. That's, a, that's exercise of free speech. You do not have the right to defend the power imbalance. As they as they view it, so that means that the that the traditional American definition of free speech is just being uh, completely rewritten uh, across uh, academia and uh, increasingly uh, across our, uh, our public square. So, uh, there's a fundamental attack uh, on uh, on the concept of uh, of the right to uh, to free speech, free thought, and free inquiry. Well, you worry that if uh, a whole generation, actually two generations now, have been indoctrinated with this uh, Marxist poison, how we possibly uh, get a uh, Margaret Thatcher Britain and saw some of this yourself when uh, when the Iron Lady came in and turned it around. Did you take any lessons there on how we might extricate ourselves from this bind we're in? Well, unfortunately, the, 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 the main lesson from, uh, from, from the, the, the collapse of socialist Britain is that, uh, the, is that so, uh, the, the socialist economy uh, will always collapse, uh, and that will mean that people will be looking for, 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 for something different, you know, that they will turn back uh, to liberalism and free markets. Um, to, tr to try and stop it before we get to that stage, however, is a much more difficult task. Uh, one of the things I, I say in the social temptation is that so uh, is that socialism uh, is speaking at a different level uh, to people than those of us uh, who support free enterprise and free markets tend to speak. We tend to speak in terms of, of economics and history and, uh, and and the like. They talk in terms of values. They say. 
America is not a fair society. Your value is, uh, you, you really value fairness, don't you? Well, socialism can provide a fair society. Uh, and, and, and so they're speaking at a, at, at a different level. So I think we really need to start speaking at, at, at that level uh, and, and talk about the, the, the values of fairness, freedom, and community that, that, that most Americans subscribe to. Well, what you described there is the cult, uh, cultural Marxism that the Frankfurt School realized was um, you know, key to implementing the, the economic basis of Marxism. Um, and you see, uh, these kids have adopted this, uh, this identity of victimhood, uh, and they believe that, uh, that socialism is the way to address this. You wonder how many examples of, of socialism failure, uh, you know, Soviet Union, um, uh, Southwest Asia, Cuba, Venezuela, just about everywhere it's been ch- tried, uh, it has resulted in tyranny and, uh, and mass, mass deaths. Uh, I know it, at the Competitive Enterprise Institute, you guys are pushing back on this. Uh, how can we inject uh, you know, traditional free markets and, uh, and freedoms into the popular culture ourselves? Well, one of the, 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 the ways to do that is to, to talk about how uh, free markets and free enterprise actually uh, provide a much fairer society than, uh, than, than the alternatives. You know, the alternative is a society ruled by bureaucrats. A society, uh, Animal Farm is a great example. Of, uh, of of what the uh, what the socialist uh, state what wants wants to provide at, a, at uh, you know, that, that speaks at, at that values level uh, you will always end up in a socialist state with with, with uh, all animals are equal but some are more equal than others whereas uh, if you look at the his, uh, at, at how uh, markets and, and free enterprise work they uh, actually promote cooperation and have uh, have a, a, a significant leveling effect. Uh, they, 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 raise, uh, they raise people up rather than pull others down. And that's the sort of thing that we, that, that we need to be emphasizing when we're talking about markets. It's uh, how, how markets uh, really help, uh, help people cooperate and live with one another. So the work you do at the Competitive Enterprise Institute—that's a libertarian think tank. Um, have you guys ever thought about organizing some um, film festivals uh, to to show these, uh, you know, uh, movies, Animal Farm, and and others that uh, point that uh, illustrate the reality of Marxism and uh, and and you know start pushing this out into the the public square. That, 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 that's, a, uh, that's a very good idea. Our friends at the Foundation for Economic Education are really the masters of this. They, the, uh, the FEE.org, uh, they, um, they hold film festivals around the country. And uh, Competitive Enterprise Institute, we actually did a, uh, a, a movie a few years ago called I Pencil. Uh, it's it, it's uh, available on YouTube. If you search for I pencil on YouTube, you can find it. And it talks about uh, the, uh, how uh, everything comes together in free markets without uh, the the, the uh, requirement for a socialist planning mastermind. Everything still comes together uh, th- through freedom and voluntary cooperation uh, for mutual benefit uh, and uh, and. and Produces the, uh, the, the the cup the, the cup of coffee that, the, the, that we have in the morning and the pencil we use to write with. 
You know, I know that uh, academic freedom and tenure have become sacrosanct in this country, but I it, it blows my mind when you see uh, taxpayers funding uh, these uh, these uh, universities that are indoctrinating our children with this poisonous ideology. Uh, do you think there's a place for government to uh, start restoring some balance and uh, and pushing back on these uh, these socialist professors? Uh, I'd, I'd much rather that, that we, uh, uh, we, the consumers, uh, d- did that ourselves. Um, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of, of trying to restrict, <laughs> trying to promote free speech by restricting, uh, restricting speech. I think that the, the one, one of the few bright spots. Well, we don't have to restrict it, but do we have to fund it? Well, they're, they're, uh, this, this is, I think, where, uh, where we, the consumer, as with our power of the purse, can really, uh, really do something here. Um, it, one of the few bright spots, I think, that might come out of this coronavirus uh, uh, chaos that we have at the moment is that people will realize that there's, why on earth are they, uh, are they paying $20,000, $30,000, $40,000 a year to send their children uh, to, to send our children to universities where they're just being uh, indoctrinated, and this is only happening over uh, over, uh, over uh, the internet now, over Zoom classes. Hopefully, people will will, will realise that they need to uh, need to stop funding uh, these universities with their own purse, and if that hits uh, the university so they can't afford all these uh, administrative staff who are uh, who are imposing uh, the, the, these requirements on everybody else then perhaps we'll see a major shake-up in universities and break the stranglehold the socialists have over them well i know uh, the libertarian uh, beliefs don't uh, allow for you know people to uh, to restrict and uh, and uh, mandate but uh, i just worry that you know if you're up against an opponent that is uh, that is totally committed to restrictions and mandates that uh, you're in a losing battle before the first shot is fired. Well, indeed, we, 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 we are fighting with one hand tied behind our back. But that's, uh, uh, to, to me, that's what freedom requires. Uh, you know, that, that uh, if, if, if we're going to, uh, if, if freedom is going to, going to win, it has to win with one hand, hand tied behind its back. Mm-mm-mm. Ian Murray, a senior fellow at the Competitive Enterprise Institute and author of the new book, The Socialist Temptation. You can get it on Amazon or you can go directly to Ian's site, socialisttemptation.com. That's socialisttemptation.com. You can also follow the work of the Competitive Enterprise Institute by going to cei.org. That's cei.org. Mr. Murray, thanks so much for joining us. I hope you'll come back and talk again. It's been an absolute pleasure. Anytime, Jim. Mojo. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home. Well, well, well. <clears throat> so that's an uplifting conversation. I uh, 
you know, uh, I believe in a lot of libertarian principles. Uh, I'm just uh, not confident that we're at the point now where we can uh, fight with one hand behind our back and win this this war. I think it may have gone too far. So Bill de Blasio was on TV saying the rise in crime is not his fault. Uh, he needs a 20, uh, a, a huge bailout from the federal government. He's going to be forced to lay off 22,000 workers and he's threatening the the people of New York with uh, greater pain by laying off police officers and firefighters. And, um, and Rudolph Giuliani, uh, he, he, uh, he doesn't subscribe to that belief. He went on and told de Blasio and, uh, and Andrew Como exactly where they're going wrong. By the way, when you don't prosecute the small property crimes, those people who do it start doing bigger property crimes. It's called the broken windows theory, which they also oppose and want to do away with Black Lives Matter and Soros. Same agenda. They both want to do away with bail right out of the Black Lives Matter handbook. They want to let people out of prison. Black, Black Lives Matter playbook. George Soros is funding this Marxist terrorist inspired document. The Marxists are the three people who founded this thing. And the terrorist is Susan Rosenberg, who raises money for them, who should be in jail, who got a 50-year, 58-year sentence for being involved in an organization named Black Panthers, who used to kill police officers. That's what this is all about, Black Lives Matter. That's why I don't see how you can prosecute somebody for wanting to remove it from the streets of their city. I don't want a group that hates white people, that hates America that wants to destroy our system of government that has been organized by Marxists and funded by terrorists, I don't want that seen by my children. And, and, they, and the DA there, Becton, Soros paid for DA, wants to prosecute the people, or is prosecuting the people, who did it for a hate crime. This is a hate crime. Black Lives Matter. It's dedicated to hate Read what they write. Don't listen to the corrupt media that covers up for them. Read what they write and look at what they do. Yeah, this economic Marxism is uh, is being um, foisted upon the American people through cultural Marxism. Cultural Marxism is the victim ideology that they have wrapped it in. They've carefully used, uh, uh, perverted the language by calling a, a Marxist organization black lives matter well you can't agree disagree with black lives matter if you disagree with black lives matter then you are a racist and that's why they're so desperate to keep anybody from saying yes black lives matter all lives matter no just black lives matter you've got to repeat the mantra and they've got professional sports nba nfl mlb and now the national hockey league too bowing in subservience, grown men, <laughs> grown men, millionaires, most of them, I guess all of them are millionaires, bowing before this Black Lives Matter Marxist ideology. The good news, I guess, uh, you know, if you follow uh, Murray's argument, is the uh, the market uh, for sports, even after all the pent-up demand from the, uh, the, the Wu flu, the Chinese virus, the ratings are crashing for professional sports. The one bright spot was the NHL. And then we got to tune into a game 
out of Las Vegas where the, uh, the uh, Blue Jackets and the opposing team were all, not all, but most, kneeling to the Black Lives Matter ideology. You wonder where all this stops. The, uh, the, the academics that are trying to, to break through with a little bit of the truth are being suppressed and censored. On social media recently, Heather McDonald, who has uh, documented that the whole Black Lives Matter argument that white police officers are killing unarmed black suspects in large numbers, she's thoroughly and completely debunked that. And so what do they do? Well, over at YouTube and on Facebook and Twitter, they have they have uh, removed her latest video that showed that. I have got a, a clip here of Heather McDonald. I think she's speaking. Every single corporation. She's speaking with the Epoch Times. Every single. I'm sorry about that. Uh, She's speaking with the Epoch Times, a um, sort of an exile Chinese uh, paper that is pushing back against communism. Here's what Heather McDonald had to say. You have every single corporation, every single investment bank, every single nonprofit, every single symphony, every single art museum repeating this idea that blacks today live under the tyranny of the police. The result, we're already seeing it. Cops are, are backing off in protest, understandably, because policing is political. If they're being told it's, it's racist to police in inner city communities, It is appropriate that they do less of it. That's the political message they're getting. Policing is a political function. But we are going to move into a crime surge that is going to dwarf what we saw in 2015 and 2016. Well, we're already moving into that crime surge. And, uh, you know, when they question the mayors of these Democrat cities, they say, oh, well, it's because of covid it's not because I did away with uh, bail through so-called bail reform legislation. It's not that we're turning criminals back out on the streets. It's not that we're demonizing police officers. It's not that we're defunding the police. It's not my fault, and the federal government needs to throw more money at me. <sighs> In New York, Andrew Cuomo um, is begging people to come back. To New York. If you look at photographs, nighttime photographs of Manhattan, you will see that these buildings where people are supposed to be locked inside are mostly dark. There's a, a few lights left, but mostly dark in the canyons of Manhattan. And that is an indication that uh, these people have left town. And if you look at the, uh, the rising uh, reality market, you will see that many of them have no intention of ever coming back. The discredited health director there in New York City, who was originally telling people, oh, yeah, you can continue to go to your parades and festivals when the, the virus was ravaging New York City. She's now quit and said that uh, de Blasio was, in fact, tying her hands and re- uh, preventing her from being able to, to do the job. I don't know how much more of an oppressive regime she would want. But she uh, she has got the hell out of town herself. Here is uh, de Blasio saying, 
we got we to gotta have a bailout. We may have to do as many as layoffs of 22,000 city employees from every department by October 1st if I don't get federal help. I want federal help. I want the taxpayers who don't come from insane jurisdictions to send me money so that I can channel more of it to my political cronies. Of course, his wife was put in charge of mental health there in New York and squandered, I think it was almost $500 million. None of it has been accounted for. She can't show where any of this money went. So I guess if we're going to keep with Murray's free markets uh, ideology, we're going to have to just let them suffer the consequences of their actions, not only in New York City, but in all of these blue states. And maybe, maybe the voters will be snapped out of a stupor and start voting some of these idiots out. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now. I want to thank you for joining us. I hope you'll come back here again tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5.0 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Whether you're moving in together for the first time. This can be your closet. Or you're a new parent to a little fur baby. Viva Paper Towels can help you maintain a clean home. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. So they clean like cloth, helping you pick up after your new pet in your new home. For an exceptional cloth-like clean, use Viva Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more and start fresh with a clean feeling of home.